You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 125, recorded August 30th, 2021. The topic for this episode is Bray Lab Records Confidential. I am your host for this episode, and my name is Orchid. And I am Elemist. Hello. Yo. I have some podcast info for you. We encourage feedback. It can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet right at me at hey, it's Orchid. You can tweet at Elemist at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. Or you can leave us a review wherever you can find the podcast. Usually Apple, but you know, wherever you can, I don't know, freaking write it on a rock and throw it through my window. I'll find it. But you can also uh, find us in our Discord. There is a link to the invite in the description for this episode. You can also find our info on thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. We are also there. Still. Hasn't changed. Nope. I don't think it's going to. <laughs> Every single week we're still there. <laughs> this week at Guardians of Lore, the Twoggle. Um... Every single week, it says 20 minutes max on our show notes. And I should just like cross that out and put like the entire show. Yeah. <laughs> because th there's so much stuff from this past week. I don't know where to start. New season. Usually the beginning helps. I do you know what? No, no. I'm going to start in the middle. Um, I'm going to start with well, I'm going to start with my hot trials take. So. They announced a bunch of new trials changes, and I'm very excited for them. Uh, trials restarts on September 10th, and I'm actually going to save all those hot takes until trials restarts because I have not played trials yet. Me too, because I'm actually excited about the changes as well. I'm going to be jumping in. Yeah, me too. I'm really looking forward to a lot of them. Um, they're changing a lot of things for the better, I think. Uh, let's move on to the Witch Queen reveal. <laughs> yes. Um, this was huge. Oh my god. I have <laughs> what? Oh my god. There's there's a lot of implications that come from all of the actual reveal. Yes. Um, if 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 our listeners have thirty minutes, I highly suggest you go check it out. Go back and watch it. Watch it three times. Like, I didn't watch it enough because I'm sure I, there's things I missed. I, but, I, um, I know I watched it a couple times. Yeah. I just, um, I, we were all wrong on the old Chicago because that's actually Savathun's throne world question mark. And it's a swamp. And it's a swamp. Yeah, it's very swampy up in Savathun's hoo-ha. So, um, throne world, I mean. Also, she big. She 21 feet tall. Um, she, she big lady. They tweeted that from the official account, by the way. Gotcha. <laughs> official lore. 
21 feet tall. So there are hive ghosts. Yep. I, I have so many questions. And I've I've got a few different theories about it. I know we're going to try to have the spin foil theory people on in a future episode to talk about all those theories. Yeah. But so I don't want to spoil them just yet. But oh my God, like, can I talk about her crown? Is epic. She's got shoulder pads for days. Her look. She looked epic. Her look is just like, she's like the bug queen. Well, yeah. She looks very regal. Like, out of every hive that we've ever seen, like, she is the queen. No other hive has ever looked like as and felt as regal as she has. Like, she is unique. We get a new weapon. We get the glaive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a first-person melee weapon. Yeah, it looks like a mix of, like, a sword and a melee, but it's all first-person. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, it's an energy weapon, and um, it has projectiles, and it's also melee. So you get to do, like stabby stab, and also kind of like shoot like like blasty blasts. And it has an actual like energy shield. Yeah, it's really cool, and it also has um weapons crafting. So do you know what would have been perfect for weapons crafting? I'm gonna say it with me the forge um <laughs> uh this, this is week 9552 where i just bring the forges back um i'm hoping that this is going to be like weapon crafting that i'm hoping for where you get a basic weapon and you build it up i'm hoping so too that you can pick what you want on it yeah and yeah i'm hoping so i actually really liked in destiny one how we could kind of work towards the unlocks that we wanted do you remember yeah on weapons how you would just use them and then they would slowly you could watch the circle unlock yeah like i'm kind of hoping it's sort of like that you just keep using the weapon and then you could be like i want to unlock this one because i want this I agree. Or you could just like feed energy into like the the role that you want on that weapon. I'm hoping it's kind of like that. I'm still trying to formulate how exactly I'm hoping it'll be. Right. Because like I've I've wanted weapons that will level up with you, but don't require as much XP as D1 weapons needed, you know? Yeah, those were really expensive. Because... It took forever to get a weapon leveled up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm hoping it's not as grindy as that, but I'm hoping that I actually feel something for the weapons that I'm creating and crafting. Yeah. Cause I kind of miss that feeling where you the more you use a weapon, the more kind of attached to it you are. Yeah. Cause we had that for a while. Like I do have these weapons that the more I use them, the more I'm like, no, this is my weapon. I really like it. Like, where is that gun I really like? Right. Whereas now it's like, oh, yeah, I kind of like that one. But, oh, eh, might as well just toss it in the vault. <laughs> there are a couple. There's a Chroma Rush that I've been using a lot of um, that has Feeding Frenzy and Wellspring on it. That's kind of gross that I really, really adore. And there's a Coriolis Force Fusion Rifle that I really love, actually. That's... um. That has feeding frenzy and thresh. That's disgusting. 
that I love yeah, and have just been abusing the shit out of with the new, like everything. So to get back on track, the new fusion rifle stuff is good. <laughs> to, to get back on track. Um, the one thing Sorry. I, the one thing I do want to point out, and this is on mm-hmm. the actual witch queen web page. Yes. New raid. Among the swamps of Savathun's throne world lies a sunken pyramid. I know. Alongside your fire team, venture inward and confront the ancient danger imprisoned within. I'm wondering what that is. And with how Bungie has been creating this story that actually weaves into season by season by season, Mm -hmm. that can lead into some interesting and fun problems that we have to solve. I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping we finally get to figure out what those, um, what the darkness statues are. They're Clovis Bray's waifus. The Clovis Bray waifus, yes. Uh, the way I've been um, doctoring them on Twitter, they are Clovis Bray's waifus, but I want to actually find out what they are in lore and not just what I make them out to be when, you know, I'm not going to say what I do to them. You can. Have you read Bray Records? Like I have. I voice acted in them. Like <laughs> I know they're exactly. Clovis Bray waifus. <laughs> <laughs> um I Tell me am I'm wrong. Very excited. Oh my god. I'm very excited about uh, everything uh coming up in I get this is what happens. Every single time they do a reveal, they are very, very good at hyping me up and getting me excited because they want me to buy a thing. And so what did I do right after this came out? I gave them $200 so I could buy the fucking collector's edition because I'm like, yes, I want the collector's edition because I want it every single year. Because I bought it over the last two years because I want the lore book that comes with it. I'm guilty of it, too. Because what did I do? I bought it because I want the little like shiny thing that comes with it because it comes with a music box. It came with a Sabathun song. It came with a hive ghost. Like that had me sold. It comes with a hive ghost. It looks like Sagira on, you know, the bones. Looks like Sagira bones. But yeah, and like a lot of this ultimately is boiling down to the fact that the hive have found a way to actually harness the light. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be fighting hive guardians. It's also in a throne world. So you have to kind of remember it might not be the hive harvesting the light, but it might be the hives. It might be Savathun's ideal of what she wants. So that is it true. It might be her her interpretation of the light her interpretation of the light and what she wants them to have so us fighting them having the light also might be that they might not have the light it's just her wanting them to have the light and for them to want to be guardians they might not actually be guardians or have the light it's just her wanting them to be that so in the actual trailer they do show that the ghosts are reviving dead hive in her throne world right because she created them in her throne world so we don't know if they're real that is fair because they're in her throne world can you say it one more time because they're in her throne world her dank swamp ass throne world it looks like florida gross 
Oh. What? It does. I've been to Florida. My grandparents live there. It's my swamp. <laughs> Bonus points if you find Shrek in it. <laughs> I thought she was Shrek. Um, Is she Shrek? Oh, shit. I call my hairdresser Shrek because she has green hair. Because it's her swamp. It is her swamp. Oh, fuck. <laughs> anyway. What else do we get? Uh, For Witch Queen? Yeah. Uh, there is a six-man activity. Ooh. Um, and then there's also going to be like a legendary campaign playthrough that you can Ooh. do. I, I don't know if it's going to have replayability or what. Mm. I'm just looking forward to new stuff because I'm always looking forward to new stuff. Yeah, me too. But I'm hoping it's going to be kind of like a Halo Lasso experience. Um. In the where they up the difficulty it kind of looked in like the it. trailer they showed people dying and they don't normally do that no it looks like it's gonna be kind of like a halo lasso um i don't know if you'll be able to turn skulls on but it looks like it doesn't look like a grandmaster but it, it looks like kind of like you're gonna do the story but I, I hope it's more than just they're gonna put contest on you know i honestly do you know what like i thought master vog was going to be more like contest mode i thought so too and i would have liked to try master vog if it was like contest instead of just making it harder but you know oh well there's other stuff coming that isn't just before Witch Queen because Witch Queen isn't coming until February 22nd, 2022. So there's a lot of twos in that date. Two, two, two. Um, there's so many twos. Two, 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 zero, two, 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 there is a bunch of stuff if you pre-ordered Witch Queen in the 12 hours that you were able to do that because <laughs> it's sold out in 12 hours. For the collector's edition. Yes, for the collector's edition, you can still just buy it. Um, but the collector's edition sold out in 12 hours. Yeah, people can still buy the deluxe edition. Yes, yes, yes. But, you know, the collector's edition sold out in 12 hours. <laughs> Lol. Um, but there is a bunch can of... Can you say that one more time? <laughs> The collector's edition of the Witch Queen sold out in 12 hours! <laughs> There's a bunch of uh, 30th anniversary stuff coming up. Uh, there's a free event. Um, there's a six-player match-made activity. There's apparently new secrets. There's a bunch of collectibles. Um, the pack that you can purchase includes uh, a new pirate-themed three-player dungeon that's in the loot cave uh, from Destiny 1, which I fucking screamed when they showed that. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? You're having a dungeon in the loot cave? I laughed so hard. <laughs> I laughed about it. It was... I'm like, yes! <laughs> Like, they leaned heavily into, like, the goofy for it. It's just such a, it's such a meme. I'm so glad they are just having fun with it. I think they sat in a meeting, in a meeting and they're like, what are the funniest things we've done since Destiny came out? And what have people wanted? And then they just, like, did all those things. Pretty and much. And I'm hoping that's what they did. I think that's what they did. Um, um, you get four new emotes. 
an exotic ship and sparrow, a unique helmet ornament, um, two universal ornament sets. Uh, one of them are just like very, it's like a streetwear set and there are pictures online. They're very cool. Uh, the warlock set has like a halo it has a it has a halo ring for the bond and i'm like so here for it um and you also gallerhorn is coming back this is not a drill they're actually adding gallerhorn back to the game i i personally think that if since we're getting gallerhorn back it's not gonna be as effective as it was in like d1 year one no that it, would break the game right I've got a feeling we're getting back the year three version of it. Yeah, but it's Gallarhorn. Yeah, it's still going to be fun. The people who didn't play D1 aren't going to know any better. No. They're just going to be excited they have Gallarhorn. It's going to make the sound. Like, <laughs> that's all that matters. And um, they're also coming out with a nerf Gallarhorn. That I'm going to have to budget for. And... <laughs> It comes out the same day the first nerf came out for Gallarhorn. <laughs> Oof. How does that feel? Ow. <laughs> Ow. I'm, oh my god. I, I feel that. <laughs> oh, it hurts so bad. <laughs> Because, like, that was when I got Gallarhorn. Oh, no. It was, like, right after the nerf. I didn't have Gallarhorn yet, so it meant nothing to me. I, I did one match of, like, Inferno Control or something. Inferno. Oh, no. It, yeah. Like, it was during a preview weekend, and so I jumped in before I I had to leave for class or something. And it dropped as a post-game reward. And I'm sitting there going, I can't even play with my new toy right now. Fuck. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like bottom of the leaderboard. And it, I just, yeah. Oh, no. This was back before I did PvP games. That's so upsetting. Oh, no. Um, oh, but... I almost No. But, but all that stuff is coming. It's all very exciting. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. There's going to be a Thorn-themed armor set. Um, oh, it looks so good. Oh, it looks so good. Yeah, whoever's designing these armor sets is just, like, on their on the top of their game. Like It's it's almost like they popped into my party chats, and they've listened to the fact that, like, we complain that they put all the best-looking armor sets behind Eververse. Oh, yeah. But then there's also, like, some returning weapons, like Aya's Luna, Thousand Yard Stare. It's literally just, like, they went through and found a bunch of fan favorite everything and then just mm -hmm. threw it all into this pack for yeah. players to, to earn. It's going to be good. I just love this. I do love the streetwear pack, though. Um, I might have to play on my other two characters just so I can like sport all of the armor but even the thorn like armor looks really good it does. i love all of it i wonder how it's gonna take shaders i don't think i'm gonna shade it i just want to see how how the shades or shaders work because if they it, 
if they make it look even more awesome, then I'm a for it. I don't know. Because, like, the Arbiter armor looks so good. Like, I just, uh, I, like, I don't want to spoil the Arbiter armor. Right. For the, uh, for the Warlock armor. I just want to leave it. You know, it's like me and Halo, though. Um, there's some other stuff that happened this week. Obviously, you can tell we're all over the place because, like, there's just so much stuff and, we're just like barely touching on some of it. Um, uh, Void 3.0 came out in the latest TWAB. I think we're going to shuffle it to next week because there's so much stuff this week. But holy moly, there's just like so much in that. Yeah. And Season of the Lost came out this week. Uh, hello, uh, Marasov. You saw your brother and you're just like, yeah, okay, hi. Right? I expected more. And I'm just like, your brother is here. Like, bitch, say something. I expected more. And she's just like, oh, he's here. She's like, oh, it's you. Yeah, like, oh, it's you. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Oh, it's you. I think she called him darling. And he's like, I'm sorry, excuse me. Yeah. Like, that was it. That was just, that was all. Between the two of them. It was kind of awkward. It was super awkward. Although more awkward than that was him talking to Petra. Yes. Because he's trying to be friendly and she's like, no, get the fuck away. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't know why either. Right. Which like I wanted to a couple of my friends and I were trying to do like the highs and lows on like who's going to tell him first. Like, is it going to be Mara? Is it going to be Petra? Or is it going to be the Vanguard? And, like, how soon into the season? Uh, I Like, we're trying to place bets. Honestly, I can see the Witch Queen being the one who, like, orchestrates it. We were thinking Savathun was going to tell him, and only because she's the only one that's not lied to him out of everybody. Right. Yeah. She's the only one that has told him the truth the entire time. The only lie that she's told him, it was literally just taking on Osiris's form. Yeah, but other than that, like, she's been completely honest with him. And she she took care of him, made sure he was clothed and had a place to live. And made sure, like, all of this. And when you think about, like, how twisted that is, it's kind of gross. Right. The villain is actually the good guy here. No, it's going to put him on like the opposite side again, because you've now turned somebody who's really sweet and kind. And you're going to be like, okay, well, this guy, the only person that is good now who is Crow, you can argue because he's kind of, you know, would you, he's kind of naive. I guess it's it's he's young he's he's young and he's good and he's I mean he's he's only a year and a half old yeah but he's good and he's kind and he does his best and he all these things that he does that all the the good things that he did for the elixir and he fights on the side of the right and he finds out that you, all the people that he's fighting for, have lied to him the entire time. 
and the only person that has told him the truth and protected him is the witch queen right who's the bad guy what the fuck does that say even more than that like like her hope whole persona is built on the fact that she lies yeah but she's told the truth to him the entire time so that puts into question is she really the the queen of lies like right if she's told the truth the entire time like that throws everything into question this is the biggest lie of them all so fucking fucking sit on that one for a while while we go into a lore network ad yeah let's mm-hmm. we'll talk about more next week the lore network Have you ever wished that someone could just read you the lore? Destiny Lore Audiophile may be just the podcast you've been looking for. Join us as we bring the stories of Destiny to life, with straight readings of your favorite lore, with no analysis or commentary, or as we breathe life into these tales with acting, sound effects, and music. Currently, you can find Destiny Lore Audiophile on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes, at Destiny Lore Audiophile. Audiophile is spelled with a PH instead of an F. You can find both readings and radio dramatizations of selected lore books and web lores by talented voice actors from the Destiny community. Episode releases will be announced from our Twitter pages, at Hey It's Orchid and at Rendell Zebus, so be sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single performance. See you there. Okay. How's that lore network ad? Was that good? I felt it in my jellies. <laughs> in your what? Jellies. In your jellies? What is a jelly? Okay, you've never seen Detective Pikachu, have you? No. Why would I? Instead of saying, like, I feel it in my gut, Pikachu was saying, I feel it in my jellies. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't watch Detective Pikachu. That's no it was a good movie it had murder i watch i watch shows like dexter that also has murder probably a little more than detective pikachu yeah just a little bit just a little bit all right that's <laughs> a little bit more <laughs> i'm gonna lead us into the topic um so these are obtained by completing the Augment Triumphs on Europa, which involve buying something from Varix, getting a scanner buff, which looks like a bread hat, and shooting drones in specific locations, which takes weeks, by the way. Oh, yeah. This takes fucking weeks. This is like so many weeks. This is, I'm still not done with this d shit, guys. Depending on when you start, like this was a nine to 11 week process. This is bullshit. Like, if you miss one, like, good fucking luck finding the one that you need. Like, you're going to be doing this for months. The audio for this reading is thanks to our many talented friends at Destiny Lore Audiophile. You can find us on Spotify and Apple and wherever else you can find podcasts. Please go ahead and find us at other places. Download our podcast. Thanks. So, uh, this first entry is test number 142, Radiolarian Fluid Ingestion. 
Gross. Right? Record 3923E112. Your dash 0.2803. Subject Security Log E-098. Test number 142. Radiolarian fluid ingestion. Trial 1. Status Confidential. Identities. C. Bray the first. J. Wong. Patient 01. Location. Europa. Deepstone Crypt. How does it taste? Metallic. Coarse. It's something else. Does it feel digestible? It feels... nourishing. It's cool. I can feel it making its way through me. This is encouraging. No immediate effects. No. I... wait. What is it? Talk to us. Feels like it's attacking my stomach. Sir, his heart rate is spiking and his pressure's dropping. Damn it, he's losing fluids at an alarming rate. Exciting, isn't it? What's going to happen? He's going to die. That's what's going to happen. Fine. Send in the medic units. Sir, I'm not sure if it's safe. We don't know if this is contagious. It could go airborne. How else are we going to find out? We... (sighs) We send in the medic units. So there's only three yeah. people in this entry. Um, Clovis mm-hmm. the first, Jay Wong, mm-hmm. and patient yep. zero one. Drinking radiolarian fluid, we have only one other person that we really know of who's decided to do this in all of destiny. Yep. Who's enough of an it's enough of an idiot who's decided to do this. And this is a person from Destiny One from the Vault of Glass, actually. From the first raid team. Yep. He was a titan. Yep. Our favorite titan. Our favorite titan. Kabir. <laughs> oh, Kabir. You sweet, you sweet, sweet idiot. And like, don't drink it. I thought there was another. I thought there was another. Was there person. another? I thought it was only Kabir who did it. Like, we know radiolarian fluid is actually, isn't it just tiny Vex? The Vex yeah. are the radiolarian fluid. So if it's attacking your stomach, it's because the Vex are attacking you because you've decided to take the Vex into yourself. And the Vex are like, oh, hey, it's a new host. Let's go. It's it's Vex party town time. Time to turn you into a Vex. Yay. And, and honestly, like that might be what's going on with um, or what was going on with um, Asher. Some radial area got in his blood and or got in his body, started turning and I thought like when I saw his arm was like that and was starting to turn him, I figured like he cut himself. Right. And like we don't know and it was for certain because yeah. of the way the entries about the incident were written. Right. So it's just kind of like maybe. It, but it's all um this is yeah, this is really visceral. Um, all of these entries are really visceral. Um, partially, this is the way Rindle and I edited them to be that way. 
because when we read them, that was what we decided to do. But the way this book was written is that like Clovis gives zero shits about people and he's all about the science and he's all about living forever. And he's, he likes the idea of just getting to the end point and he doesn't care about how many people he steps on to get to that end point. If he can use you, he's going to. Yeah. And so like this first entry really sets up, he, it sets up that really dark precedence that, that kind of, first step that it really that it does it, lives it don't matter all that matters is it, Clovis. yeah yeah it really this this really just kind of sets up that that very d- dark passage that you're gonna start going down <laughs> should we go on to the next one yeah <laughs> oh god the next one is test number 167 radiolarian fluid injection record Four zero eight seven E two zero one year dash zero point three one one subject security log E dash one two seven test number one sixty seven radiolarian fluid injection trial one status confidential identities C Bray the first J Wong patient zero two location Europa, Deep Stone Crypt. That's twice now. Direct consumption and direct injection yield similar results. Airborne has been disproven, but direct contact with the fluids still produces corruption. I wish you wouldn't call it that. It's not corruption. It's reprogramming. I'd like to bring Helga into these sessions. She has an engineer's mind. She'll find the workarounds we need. Slimmer units, stronger materials, alternate power sources. I would advise against that. She's... The pursuit of science isn't always her top priority. When she sees what we're seeing, the precipice of a new age, she'll fall in line. Dr. Bray, I like working without jurisdiction. Wasn't that the whole point of us coming out here? With her track record, it'll only be a matter of time before the human ethics organizations come crawling up our asses. When did I ask for your opinion on this? Send in the cleanup crew and prep the next patient. Sir? Dr. Bray, his arm, it's its transforming. Would you look at that? This is incredible. It, it appears to be replacing the cells on an individual level. Can it be contained? Is there a way to stop the spread? Uh, we could amputate, but at this rate, I doubt we'd be fast enough. Perhaps exposure to clarity would slow it down. We need to control this. Study the arm. If he's going to die anyway, maybe we just amputate and pair the arm with another patient. But... We... Don't... Currently have any other... Oh... Wouldn't you like to have a shiny new arm? Don't you want to be stronger? Invulnerable? Uh, 
Hmm. Don't act so surprised. You know what we're working towards. Muting lab audio. They're injecting it now. Don't do that. I thought drinking it was bad enough. Like, don't inject it. Like, right, guy. Just, just as mm. long as you're not like doing it into your eyeball, like do it between your toes or something where you can't see the injection site. Like, that's what I learned from watching TV. Yeah. Told you, I watched Dexter. Like, you learn all sorts of shit watching that show. <laughs> Thank God you're on the opposite side of the country than me. Uh. <laughs> um. So this is also Clovis Bray, Jay Wong, and this is patient two. So they went through patient one. Patient one's dead now. <laughs> they needed another one. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the body can only handle so much. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. They did mention Helga, though. So we know who Helga is. Miss Helga Rasmussen. Yes. We know her from the Black Armory papers and all of that. So they're going to try to bring her into all of this, which is really interesting because we always wondered where Ada 1 came from and how Ada 1 was created. Yeah. It, like in the Black Armory papers, they just, they just, just they just mentioned that Helga worked for Clovis. They didn't specify what kind of relationship there was or anything it was just she worked for clovis bray so we actually get that relationship in this book i was also really interested um when i read um the black army papers how they got the technology to build ada one like did they just could you just buy um an exo like did the forges have the ability to create exos as well like i thought they were just a weapons foundry um so this actually kind of answers a lot of those kind of side questions that i had when i read the black armory papers because this kind of laterally says like no like helga worked here on europa like developing the exos like in this program kind of against her will but <laughs> we'll see as we go on like what kind of like what role she takes but still yeah held captive um, for the science to science yeah <laughs> um but this also like let's not inject things into our bodies huh that's that seems bad but it it is interesting that um wong does say she's the pursuit of science isn't always her top priority and the fact that um, he does say that the pursuit of science and the way he says it, um, the pursuit of science, that's um, very sketchy. <laughs> I don't like that. The ethical concerns, very no. Like, and I know what they're doing is not. Yeah. And and see, like, what gets me is the ending of this Clovis is looking at Wong saying you know if he's going to die anyway maybe we just amputate pair the arm with another patient mm -hmm. and Wong is like yeah but we don't currently have an any other oh uh, 
wouldn't you like to have a shiny new arm? Don't you want to be mm-hmm. stronger, invulnerable? It's like, mm. Not really. Uh, Clovis does a lot of shady shit. Yeah. It's like, hey, how about you don't do that to your, like, the scientist that you're working on right now? But you know, right? Uh, you know, eventually he's going to cannibalize his own crew because he's crazy. This should be crazy. Well, but hell, this, I mean, you do see now that like the Vex, instead of swallowing it and replacing cells like in the stomach, be like where they were injected, it just turned the arm into a Vex arm. Like, like and it was Asher. fast. Yeah, like Asher. But it was fast. So I'm wondering if Asher had a means or had a way of stopping the transformation. Well, right after the actual it. incident he went to the tower mm-hmm. he was in the infirmary um, right so i'm wondering what they did it, if they did something or if his ghost did something because his ghost is kind of infected as well um but yeah it's it's i kind of wanted more because then i'd be able to figure out what's actually or what was going on with asher because i loved asher we all loved asher he completed me did he <laughs> I mean, that's weird. There's so many other people. But, I mean, if Asher is your thing, then... Should we move on to the next one? I think we should. Okay. Uh, so this was test number 259. Transtemporal crossing. Record 4987E230. Your dash 0.403. Subject, security log, E-205, test number, 259, transtemporal crossing, trial 3, status, confidential, identities, C. Bray, the first, J. Wong, participants, 01 through 05, location, Europa, Eventide Colony. Send them through. Participants, step forward through the portal. Maintain your grasp on the tether. Count to ten and then step back out. Final bet, older or younger? Older. But if they come back younger, I'm going in next. (laughs) I think we should get through more clinical trials before you subject yourself, sir. Here we go. They're through. Countdown. Ten. Nine. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Pull the tether and bring them back. Where are they? Um, uh, the, um, the, uh, the tether appears to be stuck. Pull harder. Uh, tighten the winch. Um, it looks like it might snap. (laughs) Um, maybe they like what they found. Or something is holding them there. Uh, it's giving. Here they come. Oh, disgusting. You smell that? 
It's oh. permeating through oh. the glass. What are we looking at? Oh, it looks to be complete cellular deterioration. That just... <clears throat> mushy goop, for lack of a better term. I guess I won't be going in <laughs> yet after all. Seems that there's still some things men were not meant to conquer. If you believe that, you're in the wrong place, Justin. Just needs a little fine-tuning. This time, they've got five participants. Mm-hmm. So this one's interesting. They are trying to go through the portal and seeing if it will make them older or younger. And we know this is just a Vex portal. It sounds like this is the portal that's going... Is this the Glassway? I would think so. It says Europa Eventide Colony. It sounds like the Glassway. I, I would think so. So we're shoving them through the Glassway, <laughs> which goes to the Forge Star, where there's no air, I'm assuming. Yeah. So you're really just sending them to death. Yeah, about that. So, I mean, death. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you're dead now. My bad. Oh, no. But it, it looks... Oh, God. But the smell, they go through and they come back as goo. And that's where the smell comes in. Mm-hmm. Just... I, there's no words for this. I'm surprised the portal, like we know the Vex kind of have like, like they have time travel. Yeah. And that the Forge Star, so I guess the portal takes them through to the Forge Star that does give them time travel, but it makes them into, I don't know, I guess like organics can't go through. I mean. Either organics can't go through or it's just, human physiology that can't right i mean that's one way to keep people who aren't guardians from like following i mean we've never tried to go through as guardians but that's also like not a thing in the game so i wonder i kind of want well didn't we have in a different piece of lore that we like went through and fought them like on their plane did we that was that was season of dawn right i was gonna say didn't we the corridors of time right so yes so, i mean like so guardians can go through <clears throat> yeah it's just we can't right well and exos can or humans can yeah and exos can but we can't like humans Correct. who are still alive and turned into meat just meat and and smelly meat and there is a word for that ground beef ground human squish squish <laughs> Ew! Splashing sound, bip noise, splashing sound. Yucky! <laughs> it's in the lore. Whip noise, splashing sound. <laughs> I will have to say, like a behind the scenes, like doing the foley for this was a lot of fun. This was the first time that we did a lot of foley for stuff, like foley being sound effects. And finding all the foley and sound effects was uh, very time-consuming and very difficult. 
Oh, but like once we found all the sounds for it, it was a lot of fun putting them all together and being like, did you do you want to hear what we found? <laughs> There's a lot of like gremlin giggles at two in the morning, like as like all the stuff was being put together. So, oh, I bet but it was it was a lot of like squishy, gross sounds. It was eh, it was a lot of fun. Rendell did a really good job. She always does an amazing job. Yeah, he's he's masterful when it comes to this kind of stuff. Let's move on to the next one, which is exoarm attachment. Test number 312. Record 5002E290. Your dash 0.435. Subject security log E-222. Test number 312. Exoarm attachment. Trial 4. Status. Confidential. Identities. H. Rasmussen. C. Bray the First. Patient 32. Location. Europa. Eventide Colony. How about the index finger? Uh, no. Extremities remain unresponsive. Are there any sensations at all? Phantom ones. I have an itch I'd like to scratch. My chest feels heavy, like someone's sitting on me. While nerve endings are attached to the mechanism successfully, we are not generating action potentials. This isn't working, Helga. Still progress. You'll have to settle for that. I typically don't settle for anything. Hello? I'm struggling to breathe. He's experiencing a massive myocardial infarction. Send in the medic units. I fear my earlier hypothesis was correct, and the human body in its current evolution cannot sustain the physical exertion the machine parts demand. Then we should evolve. Oh, okay. Let me just jump ahead 100 million years real quick. We've had some interesting advancements in post-transcriptional modification, gene splicing, with primates, fish, and some birds. What if we built stronger humans? Could they withstand this process? I'm an engineer, not a geneticist. I don't know if your ape-man can wield a metal arm. That's such a reductive and tasteless comprehension of what I'm proposing. He's flatlined. We've lost him. Well, you know what they say. If at first you don't succeed... So, we've met Helga Rasmussen, finally. And um, Clovis Bray is also here. And also Patient 32. Um, Helga is very no-nonsense. I like the level of sass that she gives. She does not care. She is just a scientist. She's an engineer. She is not a geneticist, as the lore says. Um, I do like the sass. It says, I don't know if your ape man can wield a metal arm. She does not care. She gives two shits about you. Right. <laughs> yeah. And Clovis Bray ha- gives the sass directly back to with uh, that's such a reductive and tasteless comprehension of what I'm proposing. Essentially, like, she's like, I don't know if you like, I don't think he can do what like what you want me to do. And he's like, no, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. But they're saying it in like big brain galaxy brain terms, but also being really rude at each other. She's just really mad that I think she was, what, abducted and forced to work on Europa. 
not not so much abducted. Like is this kid? Is this kidnapping? Like it, not so much abducting because like she probably came of her own free will. Did she though? But she's definitely not staying of her own free will. Like I feel like she's not here because she wants to be. And that may be. Like part of the problem is that we weren't ever given any information about like her motivation behind this no it's the fact that she's here at all was a very surprising right which i love the tie-in with her at all because i'm i'm just gonna harp on the whole like having her here with the forge and everything just a because i'm a huge forge lover um but you know it, it's it's nice having old characters show up in new lore and having that tie-in from old stories. Yeah. Because it makes me feel like they aren't throwing them away. Right. It's having, you know, it, having them, it, it you know. Because, like, there's, there's plenty of times in, in different franchises that they create these awesome characters, do something with them, and then just, like, forget about them. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. It's nice to know that that's not happening here. Right. And that's kind of what it is, is that like a lot of this is they move on so quickly and create all these new characters. Like for an example, we have a whole new we have a whole new fire team with like Shira's wrath in the trials armor, which we'll eventually get to this season. We're going to go over all of that and that entirely huge story. And we have like the whole big story that we have with Mithrax and in his relationship with Ferrex that we talked about. And, um, there, and then we had like, we had Namrask for a little bit. Like we have all these little like interconnected stories and we had, um, we had like Ido, Kel, um, and like her stories. Cause she's popped up in a bunch of different places so we've had all these characters, all these new characters, because, I mean, Varix isn't new, but we've had a lot more lore about him now than we used to. Yeah. And it feels like a lot of the old lore is, has just been not forgotten, but I don't know. Put aside. It's, so it's nice to have like the little nods like this once in a while. So those of us who read a lot of it can be like, you know. Like the meme, like the sitting up and pointing, being like, oh, yeah, hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, that's a, I know that name. Yeah. Hey, hey yay. Yeah. No, I, I I, agree. So it's for, for me personally, it's nice. Absolutely. And like you said, like. I like to have it. it. It's, it's those moments where it's just like, it, like whenever you're watching something and they say the title of the show in the actual show. Right. And it's like, ha, 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 and you catch on to it and it's, it gives you warm fuzzies. Yeah, exactly. Or like, I don't know, Batman talks about his dead parents. <laughs> hey, you're talking about being sad again for the eighth time this episode. Hey, no, just me. Does that okay. give you warm fuzzies? <laughs> A little bit. I like it when he cries. What's wrong with you? 
<laughs> I don't know. The sad Batman makes him stronger. Should we move on? My God. <laughs> what? So he would have never been Batman if he was a happy bat. So he would have been well adjusted, <sighs> and, you know, normal, not running around at night in a cape. So the next entry is test number eighty-eight: nuclear power exo. Mm-hmm. Record zero eight seven two e one three six ss dash zero point zero three two. Subject, security log A-123, test number 88, nuclear power exo, trial 1, status, confidential, identities, C. Bray the first, D. Chambers, location, Morningstar orbital platform, Europa, coordinates unknown. Incoming call from MSOP, caller ID, C. Bray. Sir, we're prepped and standing by for your order. And the reactor is stable? Stable and ready for installation in the exo-body. If this works, generations will praise the work accomplished today. Sir, if you don't mind me saying, the team would have liked you to be here personally. It would have been a vote of confidence for them. May I remind you, it was your insistence we find an alternate power source to Clarity, even though it has already proven to be a success. Besides, if that reactor explodes with me present, it would be the single greatest loss our civilization could suffer and would damn us all for eons to come. Now get on with it. Yes, sir. Install the core. Are you able to see well enough? I'm watching with bated breath. Calculated distance of three millimeters. Two millimeters. One millimeter. We're in. Lock the chassis. Switch on the alternator and reroute power supply. Nothing is happening. It would appear not. If nuclear power isn't a sufficient power source, perhaps there are other uses. It's non-compatible, at the very least. It is interesting to note that the chassis may be able to house other forms of power with similarly destructive potential. We may have a walking bomb on our hands. Call ended. You might have noticed that the numbering is kind of off. Yes. And that's because this is actually taking place on the Morningstar orbital platform, the space station. Hey, we know that one. We know that one from the raid. Yep. So like this is taking place in the space station. We wrecked this one. Yes, we did. We blew it up and crashed it into the planet, Moon. Yes, we did. Planet Moon. Sorry. So, yeah. Clovis and D Chambers are trying to figure out an alternative power source rather than using clarity control. And it's D Chambers that doesn't want to use clarity. Yeah, clarity, um, I wouldn't want to use like ganked up vex juice either that's just me if we remember clarity makes you crazy but i mean you're not clovis i know i'm a normal person that really doesn't want to be around (laughs) yes i know 
I know we have a lot of recorded examples of me not being normal. <laughs> like from 10 seconds ago when I said that Batman being sad it makes me happy. But... <laughs> no, no, no. That's Your thing was point. Batman being sad about his dead parents <laughs> made you happy. <laughs> Yes, but it's more of a general so, Batman being sad makes me happy, but he's usually sad about his parents being dead. So, yeah. So, it's kind of a Venn diagram thing. Yeah. So. But. But. Clarity is bad. We probably shouldn't no. use it. Probably. I know, right? probably shouldn't use the thing that makes people crazy probably shouldn't clovis doesn't care no he doesn't no clovis does not give a shit he don't care at all his field fucks lay fallow <laughs> he is not rotating that crop of fucks <laughs> he killed off his field that soil is dead. We will return to that in a moment. Um. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um. But hey, it's good to try to find alternative power sources, even if it is not great. Well, it didn't and, work. And yeah, it didn't work. But Clovis looks at it and he's like, if nuclear power isn't a sufficient power source, perhaps there are other uses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And D Chambers is like, you can instantly see he's regretting it. Yeah, because, I mean, you could put things in it and then just turn the EXO into, you know, a walking bomb. So he just... But I mean, like, EXOs can feel and think because they're people. But before this, they aren't. So he's just made a drone. Yep. That has a bomb in it. So, I mean, like, good job, Chambers. Yeah. Good job. That That's that's um, that's exactly it. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. This next one's my favorite one because you're in it. Is that seriously why it's your favorite? Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. You sap. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. This next one is Test 109, a food supplement. Record. One, two, two, four, E, two, zero, nine, SS, dash, zero, point, one, one, three. Subject, security log, A, dash, two, eight, zero. Test number, 109. Food supplement, trial 15. Status, confidential. Identities, C. Bray the first. A. Falzcog. Patients 27 through 31. Location, Morningstar Orbital Platform. Okay, Agatha, what do you have for me? We took your proposal and ran with it. We've distilled and condensed enough nutrients and proteins down to a single pill that should eliminate the need for sustenance within your average patient for ten years. That's a start, but I'd like to get that number higher. I'm tired of stopping to eat. Imagine what this can do for productivity, not to mention military efforts. Next on the chopping block is sleep. We administered the pill 24 hours ago to five patients. Let's see how they're acclimating. Patient 27, how was your appetite? I don't have one. I miss food, but I think it's habitual. 
Patient 28? My stomach feels... full. Too full, actually. Anyone else experiencing this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's to be expected, I suppose. Must be a bizarre sensation. Ma'am, I'm actually feeling pretty sick. Ugh. Is there a bathroom I could use? After we conclude this check-in. I don't think it can wait. Oh, oh what's happening? Oh, oh, my, my stomach. Their stomachs are expanding. Fix it. I, 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 I can't. I can't. Agatha, clearly we have not found our solution. I'll leave this, hmm, mess in your capable hands. Don't ever bring me up to witness an event like this again. Disgusting. Yeah, that was a crazy one. So we have uh, Clovis Bray, um, Agatha Faltzcog, and Patients 27 through 31. Um, they are eating things, trying to eat. You know, they always have, like, in the future, in, like, cartoons, they have, like, the one pill you can eat. Then you never have to eat food. It, well, and, like, whenever you it, see that, it, it's always, like, your entire meal is that pill. I'm totally down with that. What, if I just have to take a pill, then I don't have to eat. That'd be amazing. What Clovis was trying to do is create a pill so that you didn't have to eat for 10 years. Yeah, that's weird. That's worse. I mean, also <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. I, I don't either. And I, I like considering how this turned out, I don't want to know. No, because the sounds were gross. Yeah. It was fun. Having all you guys make gross sounds was fun. Oh, yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was it was great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It, this was... Ew. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so, I, I think I have to say that there's no way this would actually work in real life. Also, Clovis Bray is a dickhole. Well, yeah. I mean, are you just now figuring that out? No. <laughs> no. 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 Also, we haven't seen Jay Wong in a while, so I'm a little worried about that. He he was the next patient for, you know, the uh, exo arm attachment. Eh, still, we haven't seen him in a while. I'm still a little worried about that. I think we see him again. I don't remember. It's been a while. I think we see him again. I think it's okay. I don't know. I don't either. You want to move on? Yeah. <laughs> so this is test number 140, clarity control exposure. It's got Clovis, it's got M. Muniz, and it's on the Morningstar orbital platform. Oh, God. Record 1560E308 SS-0.287. Subject, security log, A-322, test number 140. Clarity control exposure, trial 3. Status, confidential. Identities, C. Braze the first, M. Muniz. Location, Morningstar orbital platform. 
Sir, we have reports coming in from Clarity Control. About time. Well? They're dead, sir. How many? All of them. And they all came in physical contact with it? No, sir. Some were merely within proximity. I have a recording if you'd like to see it. Right away. Did it... You all hear that? Hear what? It, it's speaking. Mom? Is that you? No! Don't go near it! Fascinating. It appeared to be communicating with them. I wonder what it said. With your permission, we'd like to quarantine the area and restrict all access. I'd like to try a different approach. Send in some fresh faces. Tell them nothing, except to keep their distance. I'd like to know what it's saying. That's the best description. Oh, God. It, like... We we know we okay we know um we know not to do this we know not to do this we do yes they know not to do this Clovis does yeah sure <sighs> and the only reason he knows is because of the K one incident. Mm-hmm. But clarity's different. <laughs> oh my god, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not different. It's the same. Do you remember what episodes those were when we did Revelations? Let me pull that up. It is episodes 78, 79, and 80. If you want to go back and learn all about the moon in the K1 experiments and that shit please go back and listen to those episodes again that's 78, 78 79 and 80 mm-hmm. yep yeah, yep yeah, that's uh... <laughs> yeah like that's 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 the thing though i mean mm. at this point clovis knows about the incident because i mean why wouldn't he know like in clarity control there is an orb from the fucking moon sitting on the cat it's there like it's right there you can walk right up to it like it's the, the artifact is just there unless it was found on europa i know there's more than one I'm wondering if there's just the it's just the the statue just shits them out. It's like an egg. It just lays eggs. But where would it shit it out from? You upskirt it all the time. Do you see anything? The skirts? No, it just falls out of the skirts. It doesn't have legs. It just falls out of the skirt. I keep trying to see its pantsuit and there's nothing there. <laughs> there's no pantsuit because there's no legs. I I don't know how to respond to this. I know. I'm just as disappointed as you are. For different reasons, I'm sure. I don't think so. <laughs> so. But there is there is a artifact sitting on the table in the raid that you can walk yes. up to. 
that's in a side room if you're if you're in the raid and you haven't actually explored where the statue is the darkness statue which is right after security when you drop down um you go off to the left there's little rooms you can go explore uh, before you walk up to the window where Atrax is. You can um, you can look on one of the, the counters there and the little orb from the moon is sitting on the, the counter there. It's just hanging out on a desk, which is actually kind of a neat thing because they've like tied Shadowkeep into, you know, Beyond Light. Yeah. But I don't like that for the implications of this. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that so much. No, no. I hate it. Now just think of the implications of that Shadowkeep and Witch Queen. Like that's it. We're gonna have fun. Uh, nope. 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 Don't like it. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um. But we have the same kind of screaming and the same kind of hallucinations that they had in Revelation. Yes. You know, seeing dead loved ones, seeing... Mm-hmm. Hearing things. Yeah. Seeing things that aren't there. Same kind of hallucinations. Pyramids are kind of a dick. Yeah. So, this is our penultimate entry. Uh, test number yes. 167. Bonus appendages. And this is on Europa, the Eventide colony, mm-hmm. with Clovis Bray, D Chambers, and Patient 103. Hey guys, this is Rindell popping in for a quick second. So if we're talking favorite scenes from Bray Lab Records, this one has got to be mine. Uh, and that's for a small little detail that you're going to notice in a quick second here. Now, if you've been listening closely, you've probably noticed that there's been no music in these entries, and that was a very deliberate choice that myself and Orchid made early on uh, during the production of these scenes. But I wanted to make one exception, and here it is. Enjoy. Record C880E465. Your dash zero point eight three two subject security log E dash four one one test number one sixty seven bonus appendages trial eight status confidential identities C Bray the first D chambers patient one zero three location Europa Eventide Colony. We're confident we've isolated and solved the issue. I know success is possible. It's been shown to me. Yes, you mentioned the vision previously, sir. We believe that the transition was too... jarring. This time we've fabricated some memories within the patient. (coughs) This should lead them to believe that the extra arms are in fact part of who they are. Good. I don't want to have to watch another catastrophically expensive exo tear itself to pieces again. Let's bring the patient online, please. We've already completed the initial awakening seminar, so as not to waste your time. Did they see the tower? They did, sir. How are you feeling? Not great. Uh, Where am I? Please stand and explore the full range of your mobility. 
What do you want me to do? Raise your arms. Will four seem functional? Don't celebrate yet. They seem to be moving in tandem. Can they move each one independently? Please move each arm. Individually. I... I can't. I can't. Your stress levels protected. Enacting lullaby protocol. I, I can't. What's... Not mine. What? Get, get them off. Off! It would appear they're on the verge of a psychotic break. <laughs> Dr. Chambers. Next time you run this test, I want you in the room with the patient. You understand? Yes, sir. They actually go in, alter his memories, so that it always seemed like he had four limbs. Mm-hmm. Yes. The fact that they have that technology frightens me. That, uh, it's really jarring that they did that. It's, I I think the fact that Chambers says, we're confident we've isolated and solved the issue, which means they've done this before, because this is trial eight right. of bonus appendages, which means they've done this seven other times. Right. So this is the eighth time they've done bonus appendages. <sighs> I just, I look at all of this and it's like, the more I think Clovis know, the more I hear him going... Clovis, yes. Yes. Which is why I hate this so much. <laughs> Clovis, no. Clovis, yes. Clovis. Uh, the more Clovis does this, the more I just, just like, why are you like this? And it's because Clovis just does not give a fuck. He really doesn't. And I think it's he just doesn't think of people as people. He thinks of them as a means to an end and as servants to his greater cause and his greater cause is that he is the thing that will save all of humanity so he must be saved so it feeds into that like it doesn't matter how many people he kills as long as he survives that's that's what matters that's the important part and i'm looking at that like the balls on this guy i mean it's messed up but that's that's the thing that matters with him you know oh yeah i don't agree with it i i don't either but it's like i i just the more i dive into clovis lore the more i i just sit here and i'm like i i i'm i'm done yeah. With all the shit that Clovis has done, it's it's a wonder that certain characters came out the way they did. Considering all the horrors think, that happened to them. I think they came out the way they did because of Clovis and the horrors that he put them through. Because it made them stronger. Like, I know they were horrific, right. but if it weren't for him, right, they wouldn't have turned out the way they did. Like Anna and Elsie both, even though they don't remember. Right. I mean, Elsie does because she's read 
all of the she's journals all of and and she's gotten a lot of her memories back i think at this point and, and because she's gone back for them and even more than that you know banshee banshee was a form of clovis mm-hmm. and it's a wonder that he came out the way he did and, and like i i do agree you know what doesn't kill us helps us level up um so it's it's just it's still like i still have this this difficulty fully grasping like all of the issues that clovis has caused right like he's an evil elon musk <laughs> It's a lot to take in, I think. Yeah. You know, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, so this is the last one. Um, The last one is test number 512, and it's called Ice Wielding. And thank goodness uh, Jay Wong is back. <laughs> it's worried about him. <laughs> uh, also Clovis Bray and XO98. Record. Six eight eight two e four six seven year dash zero point eight three eight subject security log e dash four one nine test number five hundred and twelve ice wielding trial three status confidential identities c bray the first j wong xo ninety eight location europa cmc Are we ready to introduce our exo-marionette to the future? Energy transfer initiated. I love that sound. The sound of progress. We're at 15%. Look at his hand. Magnificent. The ice is concentrated at the palm. Now 20%. Imagine the look on Abram's face if he walked in now. The man has no vision. I don't trust people like that. I agree. Threshold at 25%. Now would be optimal. Let's see what he can do. Try to focus the energy into a controlled burst. <laughs> it went right through the wall. I'll pop the champagne. We're at 30%. Should we stop? No, keep going. We can have him chill this champagne for us. <laughs> uh, passing 35%. Um, um, Dr. Bray, the ice appears to be spreading up his arm. I think we should pull back. Keep going. Another round of blasts for us. Blast, damn it! Blast now! Sir, the ice is permeating throughout his body. He's turning into an icicle. Blast! He's unresponsive. Killing the feed. Muting lab audio. Is he still alive? Um. He's. 
frozen solid. Um, it's... It's possible he'll still be operational. Incredible. We forge ahead under strict lock and key. I want this under my control, no matter the cost. All right. Yeah. So, um, this Exo, I don't like how they call him an Exo marionette, but this Exo has stasis? Question mark. Yeah. Uh, I hate that. Like, essentially, Clovis was trying to look at utilizing stasis. Mm-hmm. Do not like. Really do not like. Yeah. Um, I... It is interesting that stasis took over this EXO completely, and it is much like stasis taking over other characters... Like um the like that we saw then taking over like the fallen, like in the beginning of Beyond Light when they can't control it. Like Aramis or Yeah, it, you see it like it consumes them. Yeah. So Yeah. It and it, it consumed this exo to the point that like he became frozen solid. Right. At just over 35% capacity. Like the energy transfer was at 35%. And he was frozen solid. Makes you think about how Guardians actually wield it. Yeah. I think it has something to do with having the light. Um, and that's kind of the balance. Very well could be. And we're also... And we're also paracausal, so that could also be the balance. But we ha- we see like well, I mean we see non paracausal beings wield it. That very well could be. Don't we? Uh, uh, right. We we but, do see non paracausals or people you know use it. Right. But whenever they do, they're strong though. Well, and 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 whenever they do, they still suffer from some of the consequences yeah i mean like i'm thinking of the three people that we know wielding stasis and that would be kind of like the stasis vanguard that we see i'm i'm thinking back to the right like the stasis i'm thinking back to the stasis trailer honestly right (laughs) so we see we see eris and we see the drifter and we see elsie bray right wielding stasis the three of them and we know that the drifter is a light bearer um and we know that eris was once a light bearer um but she has weird hive powers right the only one who wasn't even remotely touched by the light was elsie but she's traveled in time multiple times a bunch and so she has weird like vexy powers that we don't know about because how has she survived for so long being super badass doing weird vex shit through time yeah she and she has a, her weird fish that we don't understand but we still don't know the lore on it because they've not told us about it because they've given us nothing they've told us nothing about it and i feel like the fish has something to do with it and they've told us nothing about the fish we're never going to get anything about the fish um <laughs> Yeah. So it's just, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I feel like it might have something to do with like being 
strong in the light has something to do with like being able to wield stasis because the light is kind of holding it back or holding part of it back and that's why um that's why it, it didn't quite work out for uh aramis and see i i can i don't know i can somewhat agree with that but elsie wasn't like she herself said, you know, I was not born in the light as you were. Yeah. I I can see that to a point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but she has strong convictions though. That might have something to do or or willpower. It might just be strong willpower. It might just be strong willpower and this is just an exo. They call it a marionette and that might just be it that it has no willpower. Right. Because if it's a marionette, it's got zero willpower because you're just controlling it like a puppet. Right. I'm just really interested in like why some people are really good at controlling stasis and others are not. And like why that is because they've really not gone into that in detail in the lore. And I want to know why. Yeah. I mean, even if they don't talk about it in like grand detail i do just want a little bit more on that because stasis is super interesting so did you like the book i did i did not like clovis no <laughs> clovis is bad i did not expect you to like clovis clovis is garbage <laughs> yeah i also don't like clovis he is terrible yeah um I like the book. I I like it and I don't. I like it because it gives us these little, it gives us these lore snippets that on the cover, on like the front or on the face, I should say, um, don't really mean much because they're really short entries. Like when we record stuff for DLA, we, we sometimes we look at the length and say, okay, this is doable for X number of actors to do. And, um, can we record this and put it out in one episode or two? And how long is it going to take us to edit? Because that's really the thing that kills us the most because Rindle does the bulk of it. I just have to proof and do a lot of like production work. But the book itself is like, you don't think it gives you very much lore, but it does because it tells you how exos were developed. It tells you what testing they went through to develop the exos it tells you how the vex take over bodies it tells you what happens when you shove a human through a vex portal unprotected like it tells you all of these things that happens like it tells you what happens There's... when you drink like vex milk it tells you what happens if you inject clarity into you there's a lot of tangential shit yeah it tells you all of these all of this tangential shit of all this, these questions that you've had over the years that you are like, I wonder what happens if you drink Vex milk. Now you know. It's in the book. Like, it tells you. Don't do it. Like, it turns you into a Vex. It's bad. Like, there it is. Like, in black and white, there it is. Like, it's right there. Like, they put it in a book for you to read. I mean, they already had it once, like, when Kabir did it, but they have it again in this one. And with the the doubling down of like Clovis being evil. So I like the fact that they've 
and then they have like Helena or they have Helga Rasmussen and they have all these other tiny little characters just like popping up yeah. and then disappearing again. They have the mention of like places that you've seen in Deep Stone Crypts in that raid, which is cool. So you can piece some of these places in your mind and be like, oh, well, this happened here. Oh, this happened here. And so you're getting an idea in your mind of like where they did these things and did these tests and like it's the book gives you a lot for how short it is so i like the book for that yeah oh absolutely clovis bryce sucks but i like the book like he's he's a garbage person but i really like the book i mean like i can respect like what he's trying to do like from like a very garbage science perspective I can see what he's trying to do, but there are other ways to do that. And that's not using like humans. Like, how did you get those humans? Where did you find these humans? Did you steal them? You had to have gotten them from somewhere. Where did you steal them from? I'm wondering. I need to know. Yeah. Like, like, well, so like, I'm worried now. I, I, I going along that you know I, I wonder where he actually got these people are some of them like death row inmates that are given a second lease on life pending that you know they they subject themselves to them these experiments or you know they they or are people like promised that they're doing great scientific work or is it a combination you know I, th- there's a lot of shady shit that Clovis does and it's just mm. I'm worried it's people that didn't pay their bills so they have a debt or something that they were like they have a debt so it's like a mom or a dad that had to pay a debt and so like the mom is still with the kids who had their like exo penguins and like they took the dad and now the dad is like you know doing exostasis that would not surprise me yeah but the kid has an exo penguin now, you know, trapped in hell. So enjoy that. Yeah. So I don't know. The book is good, though. I kind of like it. It's interesting. Hooray. At the very least. Yeah. So do you have any shout outs? Uh, shout out to Hyven and Mrs. Hyven. Oh, hey. Hi, Hyvens. I, I spent the weekend with them just hanging out. It's nice to get out of the apartment every now and then and go crash at somebody else's place. Um, So, yeah. Oh, and uh, shout out to my brother. He just took one of two exams that he needed in order to actually see if he can get his master's turned into a PhD. (gasps) Really? That's exciting. Oh my gosh. I I asked him how how he felt it went and he goes, "Oh my gosh. I'm worried about my next test because this one was the easiest test I'd ever taken." He's he's waiting for that other shoe to drop. Oh no. Um Oh no. So, yeah, shout out to them. What about you? Um I am going to shout out Destiny Lore Audiophile. Because they're the ones that were able to put all this together. So I know I'm shouting myself out, kind of. 
but um, I'm shouting out all of the actors who were in this. I will actually shout out um, Clovis Bray was Robert Herrera. Uh, Jay Wong was Rendell Zivas, who actually is the producer of this podcast. Um, the AI voice was Sammy Auburn. So thank you for all of you guys. Uh, most of the Foley was done um, by also by Rendell. Um, I found some of it. Uh, Maya Shepard was patient one. Helga Rasmussen was bad Irish luck. We have um, we have so many people who did this. My goodness. Um, Tom Hayes was patient 32. Okami was Chambers. Grace was Faltzkog. And you were patient 30. Uh, Sammy Auburn was patient number 29. Katie of nine was patient 31. Victoria St. Martin did other Foley for this. Um, Short Circuit was Muniz. My goodness. Um, I think I covered everybody, but um, thanks to them, we were able to do all of this. So without them, we would not have had a really good episode. So thank you everyone who provided voices for this. We are going to do, we've done other episodes or we have done other lore books. We've done just, we've just read lore books with just music behind it. We've done like full productions of things. We just finished Captain's Log, which was a big one and took forever to do, but we just finished it like a week ago. If you're interested in doing other lore books with us in the future, um, hit me up on Twitter and um, I'll get you hooked up with that. We're going to do, I think, most of ghost stories coming up soon. So look forward to that. That's going to be our next big project. We're going to do tiny projects kind of in between. We do a lot of little meme stuff, kind of like a smaller group of us. But yeah, it's going to be fun. And we just like to have fun. It's just <laughs> it's just a group of friends who also do voice acting. Um, yeah. Heck yeah. It's just a good time. So... I'm glad that you guys were able to hear one of our projects. It's a good time when we can like double down or double, double down, double down. It's a good time when we can like use something that we've already done. Double dip. Double dip. Yeah, that's the term that we can double dip on something that we've already done, you know, and kind of just like use it and enjoy it. Um, so I have some special thanks. Um, the artwork for this episode is courtesy of Volshock Berserker at Volshock B on Twitter. Um, also, if you've noticed, we have changed our logo for the podcast. Um, the, we have a new logo. It has now been uploaded on all platforms. So you can now see it on Spotify, on Apple, wherever you download the podcast. It should be our new logo. Thank you so much. Um, it was a total surprise. He just texted me and said, I made this thing for you. I hope you like it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm right. sorry, what? <laughs> it's so beautiful. Thank you so much. It like made me cry. I had like a really rotten day and it like <laughs> made me so happy. <laughs> it's perfect in every way. Because Elmas and I had been trying to find a new logo to find someone to do a new logo for us for the longest time. And like, we couldn't decide what we wanted or we want what we wanted it to look like or what color we wanted it to be. 
or anything like that and it's this just fell in our laps and, and it was just amazing. like everything it, it was it was everything we wanted it without us knowing this is what we wanted so it's amazing thank you so much like from the bottom of our hearts like like i it's it's serious like you're gonna make me cry again yes seriously thank we love you. it so much thank you um seriously thank you so much um let's see the audio for this episode was produced by rindle zivas um you can find him at rindle zivas on twitter the music for this episode is copyright of bungie we're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators if you'd like to dive into the destiny lore on your own visit ishtar-collective.net they are the resource we use to make our show notes thank you baxter, thank you, baxter. yay um, here's some reminders. You can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can find me at hey, it's Orchid. You can find Elemist at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review or you can join our discord. There is a link to the invitation in the description for this episode. Say goodbye, Elemist. Goodbye, Elemist. That's oh. Bye. Good night. Bye guys. <laughs> Bye.